1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And if we take a step back and we take a look at what the economy has been doing for the last several years, I don't think the economy has been working on your financial freedom. I don't think that at all. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's being discussed on the Internet it's being discussed by Lifestyles Unlimited members. It's being discussed by non Lifestyles Unlimited members is this crazy effect Of inflation. Yeah, the crazy effect of inflation. So what is inflation? Inflation, essentially, inflation is when the goods and services that we consume in our economy, when the prices of those things tend to go up, and they just tend to go up, and there doesn't seem to be any real reason why they're going up. Maybe the the cost associated with developing that goods or service, maybe that cost has gone up. Maybe it has to do with the fact that Fuel prices went up like crazy. Now they seem to be coming down. But when will they go back up? We don't really know that, do we? So there are a lot of things in the economy that cause inflation to occur. And we as Americans, we we tend to just suck it up. Yeah, suck it up, buttercup. You heard me correctly. Suck it up, buttercup. That's something I used to hear in the military a lot of times. But what I'm getting at is inflation is just, it seems to be a natural occurrence and one of the things the government tries to do is they try and keep inflation under wraps. But in 2022 and into 2023, we saw a very interesting statistic occur. We saw the rate of inflation actually outpace the rate of wages increase. Yeah, we saw inflation like go way above what wages were doing. Now, when it comes to wages... Wages are what you earn when you're trading time for money. You go to work, you do what your boss wants you to do, you spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week, maybe more for some people, doing what your boss expects you to do. You're contributing to the overall good of the organization, and they pay you a wage. They give you money in exchange for your time and your services. So the question I have for you is, when's the last time you got a pay bump? Now, for many Americans, you did receive a pay bump. Maybe you received a pay bump in 2022 because your your bosses realize, wow, inflation is like blowing everybody away. And, you know, it's costing everybody more money to live. You go to the supermarket, it costs you more money. You go to the gas pump, it costs you more money. You consume electricity in your home. The same amount of electricity that you consumed as in the previous month now costs you more money. Maybe it's natural gas for you. I don't know what it is, but don't you agree that the cost of everything has gone up? Now, according to Statista Research Department, and they published this uh, about a month ago, they said the rate of inflation exceeded the growth of wages for the first time in recent years in April of 2021. In October of 2023, inflation amounted to 3.2% while wages grew by 5.2%. So what happened? What happened? Well, there are a lot of things that happened in the world that influenced our economy, things that you and I have no control over. The high rate of inflation in 2022 meant that the real terms value of American wages took a hit. Yeah, we took a hit, and we felt it in the purse. Many Americans report feelings of concern over the economy and a worsening of their financial situation. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you're in a poorer position today economically than you were, say, I don't know, 2020? Now, I could pick on the current president. I could pick on his economic policies. But I think there's a lot more that influence what goes on in the world than just one particular president and one particular president's economic policies. Now, we all know that prior to the current administration, there was another administration in place, and that administration was focused on creating an excellent economy. Prior to 2022, you you probably recall that you were doing fine. You were doing fine as far as income, you were doing fine as far as what that income paid for, And then when the current administration came in, they changed some of the economic policies. And there wasn't much of a fallout from that, other than the fact that inflation actually went down a little bit. Yeah, inflation actually... You thought I was going to pick on President Joe Biden, didn't you? I'm not picking on President Joe Biden. I'm just picking on the economy in general. So the statistics that I'm looking at indicate that in January of 2020, the inflation rate was about 2.5%. That was the inflation rate at the time that the presidents changed office. Yeah, one president went out, one president came in. Now, wages at that time were 3.8%. And ironically, wages fell a little bit. They went from 3.8% down to about 3.3% in growth. And inflation, well, it took a nosedive. It actually got down to a really low number, and that number is 0.1% effective May of 2020. Now, is that a result of what President Biden did? And I'm here to tell you, I don't think so. I think that's a result of what the previous president did. We'll call him President Trump. And because of his economic policies, I think we got inflation down to almost to zero and I would argue, I think Trump had everything to do with it, because when a president puts economic policies into place, it takes time for those policies to take effect. There's a whole bunch of government regulation that has to be put into place. There's a whole bunch of people that have to do certain things to to create those policies going forward. I think I alluded to the fact that in 2020, President Trump left office, and that's not true. It's totally not true. That's really when the presidential election really started heating up, right? Okay, so when did Trump leave office? He left office in 2021. Remember the you know all the controversy about January 6th and all that garbage? Okay, so let me be very clear. During the time period that President Trump was in office, wage growth, it didn't really go up but it really didn't go down. It kind of stayed constant. It was floating anywhere from, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 3.3 percent up to a high of about 3.9 percent. And it, it, it fluctuated in between those numbers, but it was fairly consistent. But one of the things that did occur during Trump's presidency is that the cost of inflation I'm going to call it a cost because I think that's exactly what inflation is. I think it's a cost to your pocketbook. It's it's something you pay for that you don't actually get any utility for. There, there's an economics term for you. All right. So the point I want to make is that inflation in January of 2020 was right at about 2.5%. It fell to an all-time low. I, I think it's an all-time low. I don't actually have the actual statistics to to determine whether it's an all-time low, but let's just say it's it was a very low rate. It went down to 0.1% in May of 2020. Now, when did President Biden take office? President Biden took office in January of 2021, and he inherited the economic policies of President Trump. It takes time for presidents to enact policy. Some of those policies require laws to be made. Presidents don't make law. Congress makes law. Congress passes bills. By passing those bills, they send those bills up to the president to be approved or vetoed. If they're approved, then they go into law. That's that's how our, our society works. So in January of 2021, President Biden inherited what I would consider a a very, very healthy economy. But at that time, President Biden made some changes. He signed a bunch of executive orders because he did not like the direction the country was going in. He was supporting the people that elected him. Let's be very clear about that. I'm not saying that President Biden is a rogue agent. By no means am I suggesting that. But President Biden had a different philosophy than President Trump had. And since that time, one of the things that happened was inflation started moving upwards. Now, the the wage rate still stayed right around that three percent number. It did, and it fell to a, what I would consider a low in May of 2021. Wages dropped down to about a three percent growth rate. Rate a three percent growth rate. Let me get that out. Oh my gosh! It's, it must be. It must be the must be the middle of the week because I can't talk. Anyhow, getting back to my my analysis here. President Biden had a wage rate of 3% effective of May of 2021. And from that time, wages actually started going up. So I'm not 100% sure why that occurred. I can surmise it's because inflation started outstripping the wage rate. Effective. March of 2021, inflation started creeping up, and it really started creeping up, and in April of 2021, inflation outpaced wages. In April of 2021, inflation was at 4.2%, while wages were at 3.2%. Now, notice that wages are down a little bit from the, the Trump time period, but inflation is up. Inflation is at its highest rate as it's been for quite a while. And what occurred from there was inflation continued to go up. Now, can I, can I blame President Biden for all of this? I, I can't blame President Biden for everything. Now, he is the leader of our country. And, you know, according to a former president, the buck stops there, right? Okay, so the point I'm making is he's the guy that takes the darts, He's the president. Yeah, he's he's the guy that's in charge. And from that time period moving forward, inflation really started outstripping wages. Now, wages did go up. Let me be very clear about that. Wages went up, but inflation went up faster than wages went. And we stayed in that time period all the way until the period of June of 2022. In June of 2022, wages achieved a 6.7% growth rate. That's that's pretty significant, would would you not agree? And and if you didn't get a pay bump or you didn't change jobs and get a better pay rate, then maybe you missed out. But here's the problem. Inflation, well it jumped to a 9.1% rate. It hit what I won't call an all-time high, because we, those of us that lived through the 70s and the early 80s, we know that inflation was much higher back then, so I can't call it an all-time high. But I would say it was a, a high for a very, very long period of time. At 9.1%, inflation was going up. So what was going on in that time frame? Well, the inflation situation in the United States is one that was experienced globally during 2022, mainly due to COVID-19 related supply chain constraints and disruption due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, so there were global things that were occurring that I can't blame President Biden for. I, I can't blame President Biden. It sounds like I'm defending him, right? And maybe I am. Maybe I am. But President Biden did not cause COVID. He did not. He inherited a COVID nightmare. I mean, that's just the way it is. President Biden did not cause President Putin of Russia to invade Ukraine. Now, there there are many military scholars out there that say, well, you know, it's because we have a difference of a president, we have a difference of philosophies, we have all this stuff. Putin was emboldened to do that. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if that's inaccurate It really doesn't matter. I'm not trying to blame President Biden. What I'm trying to tell you is that that occurred. It occurred, and it affected our economy. Now, the monthly inflation rate for the United States reached a 40-year high in June of 2022 at 9.1%, and annual inflation for 2022 reached 8%. That is significant. I mean, if you think about it, that's, that's like adding an 8% surcharge to everything that you pay for. And if your wages aren't keeping up, then your wages aren't keeping up. And without appropriate wage increases, Americans will continue to see a decline in their purchasing power. Now, I do have some good news for you. Effective, the time period of, oh, around February of 2023, wages actually caught up to inflation because inflation actually started coming down. Now, can you credit President Biden for that? Well, I don't know. But, you know, if if we're going to blame him for everything, maybe we ought to give him some credit. At that time period, and and to be honest with you, Trump's policies are are pretty much out of the way. you got to give credit where credit is due. But what I'm getting at is it has nothing to do with inflation. It has nothing to do with your wages. What you really have is an income problem. When we come back, more on that. Stick around. Got
0: questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Your challenge is that you don't believe you can be rich, is that you don't believe you can retire within five years. That's half of your challenge. And until you can come up with that belief system, until you can reconcile that in your mind, you won't be willing to take the steps necessary to get there. So you need to get in here and meet some people. Join us for the next free workshop and meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited that will share Dell Wamsley's belief system and empower you to take the steps you need to be successful. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate
1: Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And today's show sounds kind of depressing, doesn't it? But at the end of all of the depression, there's really a solution. There really is a solution. Now, let me give you the problem. Let me give you the real problem. The problem is not the economy. The problem is not what you're doing for a living. The problem is not... The current president. The problem is not the previous president. The problem is an income problem. You have an income problem. And what I've stated this entire show is a bunch of statistics to get you to understand that even if wages are doing better than inflation, inflation is still out there. So as inflation ratchets, ratchets up, so does wages. As wages ratchet up, So does inflation. Now, as we learned, during the pandemic, there was an inversion in those numbers, right? Inflation started outstripping wages, and we all felt the pain. We felt the pain immensely. I don't care what the inflation rate is. I would submit to you that we're actually paying more money out of our pocket for the goods and services that we consume as consumers, just because of everything's going up. Everything is more expensive. I mean, I, I went to my store the other day, and one of the things that, that Tina and I like, we, we like to make chicken thighs. We do. I mean, it's, 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 they're delicious, and there's different ways to create it. And chicken's, for the most part, healthy. And I know some many people are going to tell me, you should be eating breast meat, you shouldn't be eating the thigh meat. Okay, I, I get all of that. But at the end of the day, I used to be able to buy chicken thighs, 99 cents a pound day in day out. They were 99 cents a pound. Ever since I moved to Texas a little over 10 years ago, chicken thighs were 99 cents a pound. Now some of you are going to go, well, Al, that's a, that's a loss leader that your supermarket's doing. Okay. It may be a loss leader, but they were 99 cents a pound. Not too long ago, chicken went through the roof. Chicken prices, became very expensive. Those chicken thighs that I used to buy for $0.99, 99 cents a pound, they're $1.39 a pound. And some of you are going, well, that's that's like $0.40, cents, dude. You, you, you're a real estate investor. You can suck that up. Yeah, I can suck it up, but what does it represent? It represents a 40% increase in the price of that chicken component. A 40% price increase overnight. And I think the reason for it was the supermarket that was doing the lost leader item at 99 cents. They they couldn't afford to do it anymore. They couldn't. They had to raise the prices because they were losing way too much money on the chicken thighs. So they adjusted the prices. Now, what did that mean to me? It meant to me a 40% increase on something that I recurringly purchase. So what about all the other stuff that I purchase? Yeah, those prices went up too. Yeah, overall, I would say my grocery bill has gone up at least, at least 20% year-over-year. But my pension, only, I think, what did I get for my pension? Because I get a a COLA, I get a cost-of-living increase. I think I got something like, it was like a whopping 6% or something like that. And I think they're projecting something like 3.9% going into the next year. Okay, that's my wage increase. It is not keeping pace with inflation. Now, despite the level of wage growth reaching 6.7% in the summer of 2022, it has not been enough to curb the impact of even higher inflation rates. The federally mandated minimum wage in the United States has not increased since 2009. You heard me correctly, since 2009, meaning that individuals working minimum wage jobs have taken a real terms pay cut for the last 12 years. There are discrepancies between the states with regards to the the minimum wage. In California, minimum wage can be as high as $15.50 per hour, while a business in Oklahoma may be as low as $2 per hour. Yeah, and and I think what those are is those those are people that are waitstaff. They get get a whopping $2 per hour, and then they rely on tip income to make up the difference. Even the higher wage rates in states like California and Washington are lacking. I think they're lacking. And one analysis found that if the minimum wage rate had kept up with productivity, the minimum hourly wage in the United States should be $22.88. Cents per hour effective 2021. Additionally, the impact of decreased purchasing power due to inflation will impact different parts of society in different ways with stark contrasts in average wages due to both gender and race. Yeah, that stuff still goes on in there out there. There's still an imbalance with with what certain people make with regards to what other people make, regardless of what the the society has tried to do to to change all of that, it still exists. It's a real problem. So I want to talk about how can we fix it? What can you do to fix it? And the easiest solution is to buy real estate. Back in 2020, a TD Ameritrade report Most Americans want to retire by the age of 67, but are they on track? And I don't think so, because that TD Ameritrade report back in 2020 surveyed 2,000 United States adults between the ages of 40 and 79 who had at least $25,000 in investable assets. And that report found that many Americans may have a ways to go, even those approaching Their golden years. It went on to say that nearly two thirds of 40 somethings have less than $100,000 in retirement savings and 28% of those in their sixties have less than $50,000. Now we're going back to 2020. Remember the stats that I pointed out at the beginning of the show, the economy was doing what the economy was supposed to do in accordance to what we thought the economy was supposed to do, right? So what's, what's the problem? The problem is all of those people have an income problem. And while the report didn't survey younger Americans, I did find a 2019 TD Ameritrade report that found that 66% of millennials didn't feel on track when it came to saving for retirement, mostly due to the costs, oh my gosh, of housing, housing costs. Do you know what's going on with housing right now? Is, Is there a big bust in housing? I mean, if you look at all the reports on the Internet, if you look at, you know, what people are publishing, they're saying, well, you know, housing is going down. Housing's going down. Prices are going down. And I would say that's accurate for certain parts of the country. But it's not accurate for every part of the country. And it's not accurate for every asset class that has to do with housing. Now, there there are some issues going on in the multifamily space. Multi-family assets have come down in price, and the reason for that is because of the interest rates going up so high. There's a, there's a correlation between something called a capitalization rate and interest rates, and even though they they're not linked at the hip, when interest rates go up, capitalization rates go up. So why do you care? Because when when you value multi-family assets, one of the things that you have to look at is the capitalization rate, and you you divide the net operating income by the capitalization rate, and it gives you a value for the property. If cap rates go up, then that skews your numbers, right? All you math majors know. All you English majors are going, move on, move on. Okay, I'm moving on. But let's talk about the housing market with regards to single-family assets. In many parts of the country, single-family assets are holding their value. Now, it may take longer for them to transact. I mean, we're not, we're not in a pure seller's market where you put a property on the market and all of a sudden you're making like crazy money because you got 25 offers coming in in a 48-hour period of time. In today's market, it's taking longer for assets to sell, but assets are holding their value in many parts of the country. Now, some parts of the country are overvalued, but as Lifestyles Unlimited members, we don't invest in those parts of the country. And there's reasons for it. And when you become a Lifestyles Unlimited member, we'll we'll go into detail to explain all that to you. I think the, the biggest problem out there is you have an income problem. Now, there's a property that came into my inbox just the other day. This is a property that would make sense for many of you listening to me. And here's why. This particular asset is poised to produce $271 worth of income per month. That's the cash flow after you receive your rents, you pay your expenses, that's the money left over. And by the way, it doesn't have to go in your 401k or your IRA. It goes into your checking account or your savings account, wherever you want to put it. And then you spend it however you deem appropriate. And for some of you, $271 represents the cost of an expense in your household. Maybe it's your power bill that's gone up over time. Now, some of you are going, that doesn't sound like a lot of money out. It's just $271. But let's talk about it at an annualized rate that reflects $3,252 of annual income. And by the way, that annual income is protected by the depreciation write-offs that the IRS makes you take. Yeah, the IRS makes you depreciate your asset, and as a result of that, you're, you're protecting your income stream, which is pretty cool. But let me let me go back to those stats that I pointed out at the beginning of the show. What I saw with the difference between the spread between what wages were doing and what inflation was doing, it was working out to be about, on average, about a 25 to 3% difference between the two. So what am I getting at? Let's say you make $100,000 per year. What does the imbalance of inflation to wages mean to you? It means you've eroded your purchasing power by about $3,000. So your $100,000 income really turns out to be a $97,000 income because you lost $3,000 due to inflation. But here's an asset that replaces that erosion and it is poised to go up in value. This asset will also produce for you about a 77% additional equity capture over the amount of money that you put into the asset. If you put $24,000 into the asset, you're getting about a 13.5% cash-on-cash return. You're getting, what I say, about 77% return on additional equity capture. Now, some of these concepts are foreign to you because nobody's taught you what all of these concepts mean. But that's why you need to be a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. When you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, we're going to teach you all of these concepts. We're going to show you that what you're doing now for retirement, it's probably not working for you, and you're going to continue to churn and churn and churn throughout your life until you do something differently. Becoming a member of Lifestyles Unlimited means reassessing where your income streams come from. Now, the majority of my income comes from real estate. I told you I have two pensions, right? But the majority of my income comes from real estate assets. What if the majority of your income came from real estate assets? Would you have an income problem anymore? And I would tell you if you just bought 10 of these particular houses, you not only get $3,250 per year per asset, that translates into about of additional income. Can you see if you increased your income by that amount, how you would get yourself on pace to retirement in five years or less? It's not a pipe dream, it's a reality. And in today's markets, we are seeing assets that are producing everything that we need in order to obtain the lifestyle that we're trying to obtain. If you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going.